Get it all out now, folks. All right. No, we're going to still I'm going to do it again. Yeah, I'm going to do it again later. I'm just saying, if you're going to hork something up, do it now. Okay. All right. But we're cheap. Too cheap for therapy. With Marianne and Corinne. Hey. Oh, hey. Hi. We're on the show part of the show. we're in Tesla Studios. We're in Tesla Studios. We have a guest. We have a special guest. Oh, my God. It's Heather. It's Heather. Hey, Heather. Hey. Ooh. You're on Too Cheap for Therapy. (gasps) Welcome to the show. Also Too Cheap for Therapy. Yeah. And when you listen to it, you can say, do I really sound like that? (laughs) And you do. Hey, Heather. Yeah. I'm Marianne. Hi, Marianne. Hi, I'm Corrine. (laughs) It's nice to see you. It is nice. (laughs) Nice to be seen. Yeah. I feel so invisible all the time. This is Heather, and it's been 42 days since she's left her house. (laughs) Oh, my God. But she's here today. That's why you've come on the parenting episode, episode 11. Woo! We We made it. Double Z's snake eyes. And we're talking about parenting today. Oh, boy. I don't know why you'd pick me to talk about that. Because you've got like a hundred kids. kids? (laughs) You have a hundred of them. You've got (laughs) ten times more kids than I have. So, Heather, how many children do you have? Um, I have six kids, so slightly less than 100. Corinne? Still holy shit. I've got two, and that's some days too, too many. I, Marianne, have none. So we're going to discuss children, family life, all that good stuff. More kids, no kids, any kids, good times. Anything but kids. (laughs) Kids, 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 all the time. Oh, God, that sounds awful. (laughs) No, no. Uh, Yeah. Call it quits. Well, uh... Yeah, so let's each give a little bit of our personal background, like how we were raised and how it's influenced whatever we are now. Let's do it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's got to it, isn't it? Heather's breathing yes. deep. I'm glad my mom doesn't podcast. Time to trash your own parents, kids. <laughs> it's okay. We'll text it to her. No! Gosh. <laughs> we need a quote from you, ma'am. Oh, jeez. Heather says you're crazy. Yeah. Is this true? <laughs> so tell us about your crazy mother, Heather. Gosh. <laughs> Yay. You said she was crazy. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, I think... I think that obviously, like your parenting's been influenced by how you were parented, right. good or bad. Like, I think that, like, not to get all deep, like right away. But I heard this quote, no, and I was yeah, kind of miss it. Can I be go deep? Can we go there? Can we go real deep? Yeah, yeah. go balls deep. <laughs> oh god! Oh god! Oh no! No, no more babies! No. Oh right! <laughs> like, the, I heard this quote by Maya Angelou, who says, "You do the best you can with what you know. When mm-hmm. you know better, do better." Yeah. And I think that it applies to my mom. I think that. Like she's she's the quintessential cycle of abuse that just mm-hmm. couldn't couldn't deal with it couldn't let it go. Like her dad was abused and then she was abused and she just didn't know. Like by today's standards, we would definitely say we were abused growing up. Like yeah. back in the eighties, it was like keep it quiet. Yeah, this is normal. I remember back thinking then. that, like knowing it wasn't quite right, but, and I didn't realize how so many of the people were crazy too as a kid. Yeah. You know, I but we didn't remember... see into other people's lives no. back then like we do now. Yes, I Especially think that's it. Back then, you had like. The way you present yourself outside of your home, yes. and then what you can say and do in the house. Hundred percent. Like we would go to church every Sunday. We were in youth group every Wednesday. Like we did, and but then like my mom was psychotic and tried to run my dad over with a car oh, and like no. things like oh. that. Yeah, we had um, a lot of that in my house. Yeah, really? yeah. she came to our house yeah. all the time. So I don't think she knew how to be a good mom. She didn't have a good example. Yeah. So there, in turn, she didn't know how to be a good mom to us. But there are moments like where I have to stop myself and be like. <gasps> 
that was kind of momish. Oh, like that was kind of crazy. Like, like I said that or did something that I'm like, that's kind of crazy. Whereas like my dad was really, my dad's passed away now, but, um, he was in raising a really normal family, like Southern California upbringing, mm-hmm. like, you know, country club in the summer, went to swimming oh, at wow. the pool. Like, sure. Yeah. And like my mom grew up super poor. So I think mm-hmm. they had a really polar opposite that they brought into their marriage yeah. and about how to deal with their own kids. Where my dad like didn't cuss and swear, didn't really yell at us. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he worked constantly so he was never home but yeah so my childhood was like kind of crazy you know I have two brothers I'm the middle I have the only girl I have older brother younger brother my older brother has disabilities and so that kind of warped the like where you fall as far as like what what do you call it yeah like you you had to kind of do all the oldest yeah Yeah. so I couldn't be the classic middle child so much Um, my brother is definitely the baby of the family that's Mm. for sure if anybody sees his Facebook post, you know. Oh, I know. Oh, <laughs> Does he listen to podcasts? Um, if I tell him to, he will. Oh, boy. Hey, Jimmy. Oh, How you doing? We're talking about you, Jimmy. <laughs> so, yeah, but then, like, Weston, like, grew up in, like, a really normal family, like... I mean, normal as far as... Weston's your husband. Weston's my husband. For people um, who don't know. He grew up LDS, like Mormon. Yeah. And so... Um, is that why you have so many kids? That's what I tell my not. friends. It's not. Everyone thinks that. So, what, I mean, Weston's one of ten. So, he has, like, an enormous family, obviously. That's but why I just tell people, We just like, didn't know how to... We just couldn't get it together, is what it really comes down what to. What does that mean? I think this is what happened. So, I... So well, when a man and a woman <laughs> love each other very much. <laughs> very, very much. Oh, dear. Um... <laughs> I always joke that, like, we only ever planned two children. Like, really? one of the twins and Benson were the only kids that were planned. The rest just kind of showed up. Just you know one what? of the twins. The fire just department will them. take those off your hands if they're but little not enough. now. I think it's too late. It's yeah. too late. No, no I read this no. sign. They actually say newborn drop-off. Oh, because I think some days. people have tried to take yes. advantage and of drop that. drop-off 12-year-olds. And been because like, this one's 14 and I can't stand them. Because the ones you want to drop off aren't the newborns. Yeah. It's right. like... The fourteen-year-old mouth that you're just like you one of us is going to go to jail now. if yeah. I don't drop you off. That's right. If you wait till they're seventeen, maybe they could just become a firefighter. At seventeen, can you do that? I don't if know. They, if they live in the firehouse, maybe you live here now. I don't know. Oh, There's a pole. Go have fun. Have fun mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense, huh? What about you, Kareem? Oh boy, I also have a past. Um, <laughs> so we've heard. <laughs> yes. Tell us about it. <laughs> my parents were really, really young. They had my sister when they were both teenagers, mm. and then I was three years later. But like you, I don't know that they ever planned on having any children, let mm-hmm. alone two. Yeah. So it was kind of a seat of your pants. We're young. We don't really know what we're doing. Consequently, my mom and my sister have a really close relationship, I think, because they sort of grew up together mm-hmm. in a way. Because, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. 16 mm-hmm. years apart, mm-hmm. so not so like far. siblings, kind of. Right, yeah. exactly. More yeah. so like siblings. And then I was just kind of like... Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Don't forget Aww. to feed me. So I sort of teamed up with my... No, my mom, you know, she paid attention to me yeah, when sure. I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and she was very good about, like, nutritious food. And um, there was other stuff that maybe wasn't so great. Like, not the funnest when they were fighting. And, you know, Aww. there was not a lot of consideration to, like, oh, let's not do this in front of the kids. And then right. later, once they split, there was even less consideration of, like, let's not just bring in my girlfriends and oh. be insane. Oh. And uh. Yeah. So... There was, I mean, there was a lot of, like, addiction and stuff later on, yeah. and um, it was not nice. the funnest. Um, I had one sibling growing up, and then when I turned 13, I had a new sibling, and then when I turned 15, I had a new sibling. So that's more of, like, an aunt, like, a cool aunt relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the one who buys them condoms yeah. and stuff, oh, you know? Lord, oh, Lord. And they, not like, come that to me. Age. Not <laughs> when they were newborn. Well, I mean, I put one in their baby book. <laughs> but, I mean, when you were 13 and you're... 
brother was born, did you kind of have to take over responsibility and be his mother, kind of? I didn't live with my mom. I lived with my dad, Mm -hmm. so I was in school and at that point didn't have a car. So Mm -hmm. I would go up most weekends, almost every weekend. And when I was there, I definitely was, like, very much like, oh, my God, a living doll. Oh, my God, I'll change all the diapers and do everything, you know. And I loved it. Oh, my gosh, baths (laughs) and the whole nine and playing at the playground and stuff. And then when I turned 16, I started driving up, and then I would pick them up from daycare and take them for ice cream and take wow. them to the zoo and take them to the fair and it do all like that a stuff. Aunt kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's... So it's always been nice because they can relate a lot to me because I wasn't there every day sure. and I wasn't burdened with the whole mom thing. I so I was say more you free. were like the cool sister be- or even a cool mom figure because I'm and I'm the cool aunt in my family yeah. <laughs> and I don't do all that. I just oh. send them money. <laughs> like well, that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, they love me. Mine lived 45 minutes away. Yours uh, live like a six hour yeah, plane true, ride. So true. it's a a little yeah. different, but um, but yeah, definitely influenced my parenting for sure. Um, I do a lot of like, here's what I hated. I think I'm gonna try the opposite. Uh-huh. So we yeah. do, yeah. And my husband's kind of of the same. His parents also split up, and they had a lot of weird handoffs and oh, awkwardness and that's weird. yeah, just difficulty with finances and stuff. So it really mm-hmm. does kind of make you think like, when I have kids, oh yeah, our floors are gonna be all trampolines. <laughs> Which oh, is gosh. how we got our trampoline floors. <laughs> That Put is. a lid on your coffee. I'm just saying. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yep. So I don't have any kids. And when I was married, Adam wanted children. He knew that for a fact. And I remember growing up in my household, even though I had eight other siblings, I was still kind of raised as a single child because there was such an age mm-hmm. difference. Being the youngest child and kind of being raised as a only child with older parents <laughs> sucked. <laughs> they kind of forget about you. They don't play with you. They're too old to do this. Go play with children. There are no children. Oh. They're old. Well, sometimes it's sort of like, they're like, well, I've done the parenting thing. You're yes. like, yeah, but look, you have a baby. You have one more. I'm kind of guilty. Uh, I'm kind of guilty of that. Guilt is a reoccurring theme in my show notes. Don't worry. We're going to okay. get <laughs> I think because of the way I was raised and how I usually harp on my mom because my dad was kind of just an everyman. I'm going to work out in the shed Mm -hmm. and not really be a part of your life. So I don't really have pros or cons about him, whatever. Mm -hmm. He's my dad. Yay. But with my mom's parenting style, I always feared that I would be a parent like her. So in my mind, I was like, yeah, I don't want kids. But when Adam said he wanted them, I remember having a conversation with him like, I think you're going to be a really good dad. So I'll go ahead and and do this for the team. I will. You were prepared to take one for the team. team Oh yeah, I was gonna have like two or three kids with him. I was ready. I knew in my mind I was gonna be a mediocre mother, like my mom, and I was okay with that because he was going to go beyond. Yes, he was gonna go above and beyond and be a great dad. He was gonna be very hands on. I knew it, so everything was gonna be cool. Now, being with Brian, he doesn't want kids, and I am relieved. I'm like, oh, God, me either. I'm old. I just want to sit down somewhere. I'm tired. There is a huge difference between, you know, parenting in, like, your 20s versus parenting later on. And you can tell the difference. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, What number child did you tell the difference? Yeah. Where did you fall off the cliff? I was (laughs) four to five or what? 
so like my oldest is 17 and then my youngest is four. Yep. And so I always say like my four older kids got like the young, fun, cool mom. And my younger ones get like the old, tired mom who doesn't care anymore. I have to go to work. I know. But at the same time, like I don't care. Like just go eat ice cream. I don't care anymore. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't care if you don't clean your room. I don't care anymore. I'm tired and old. So they have more freedom. They have more freedom. Uh, We're like my older kids. I think we played more. We were more hands on. Although I have to say like, I definitely think I'm a mediocre mom. People are like, oh, you're such a great, but really I'm pretty mediocre. Mm-hmm. But I feel like from what I came from, I'm a pretty fucking good mom compared yeah. to that. But at the same time, like, I'm not the super fun mom who's, like, doing Pinterest shit and volunteering all the time. Like, those moms are great. But and you're great also, you. you work full time. I do, and I always have. I did better with, with the older ones. So my older kids are 17 and then 14, 14, 13. So we had a lot, like, really close together. Mm-hmm. And then we had, like, now the other ones are eight and four. So yeah. we have, like, this spread out. I would say, though, like, Weston is it's more like what Adam would have been. Like, mm-hmm. super, I would say from birth until, like, five, my husband is kick-ass dad. Like, yeah. he's super That's great. That's how Adam was with his oh, nieces and his little cousins. Like, yeah. he'd throw them in the air yes. and I'm like, put the baby down! <laughs> but he's like, they're loving it! Yeah. They bounce. Yeah. They're, they're made of rubber, right? <laughs> Mostly. Rubber sure. and some, some bones. He's great. Like, he gets up and he helps. Like, there was never a time, like, he worked full-time, too, when, when all of our kids were, you know, small. And he had a physical job all the time. Like, mm-hmm. he used to pour concrete foundations, foundation for houses, and then he installed fences. I mean, now he's an electrician. I mean, so there were all these things that he always said that were very physical, but he came home and he cooked dinner and he was, like, all up in their business. And now from, like, around six or seven on, now he's like, okay, oh, this is kind of your deal. Like, he's still good, but definitely, like... But you're the one who's doing all the talking mine. with the teachers and yes. the, getting the school stuff yes. taken care of. I force and... him to come to conferences and he sits there and nods once in a while. <laughs> to look like he's interested. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But then once they get older, like 14, 15, now he's like, okay, now you're kind of fun again. Now you're kind of cool again. I'm right there with your husband. Yeah. We Let's be honest. We all want to skip that phase. Yeah. I mean, oh, my geez. son is actually... Pre-teens? No thanks. I'm surprised 12, how... like 15. It's been okay with him. I'm really shocked. He's, oh, he's very, so generally very you. respectful. And I think part of it is that I try and make a conscious effort to remember what it felt like to be his age. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because when I was his age and going through all the weird stuff that happens when you're that age Mm -hmm. nobody cared everybody was like shut up and go away we're all busy with more important stuff Mm -hmm. i'm like but what about what's happening you know and nobody Mm -hmm. won't nobody had the resources or the mental energy or you know any of the stuff they needed to be helpful they probably didn't take that time to do what you're doing and think back like oh what was it like being an awkward Mm -hmm. preteen right and they couldn't because they were struggling i mean they were Uh, dealing with day-to-day stuff right yeah yeah well i'm sitting there like i do i guess this is everybody does this I don't know yeah. um, so I, I do make a really conscious effort with my kids I'm like dude I get it being your age was weird and you know you're starting to it's like gonna go get through it's just gonna it's just gonna get weirder weirder, yeah. and weirder but at least I'm here to support you through your weirdness you're right yeah I love it yeah Psst, y'all Too cheap for therapy should never be considered a substitute for actual medication or therapy from a licensed professional. All opinions expressed during the show belong to the hosts only. We don't know what we're talking about. We just like to fuck around. And we hope you like to listen. 
hard. It's hard. And I think that, I think the hard thing I struggle with that preteen age group, like I would say around 11, 12 ish to like 15 ish, 14 ish. Well, no, definitely 15, not 14 because they're bad right now. <laughs> um, it's just that like, it's just, they live in such a different world, which makes me sound like such a boomer. Like I'm such a boomer. <laughs> okay, I boomer. To them. <laughs> just go pound the pavement here and some resumes. Pull yourself but up by bootstraps. Yeah. That's what I feel. I feel like they're, I mean, just 20 years, is there's, it's so different. Yeah. Like, I look at you guys, and, and I hate to say this, but a lot of times everything is so hyped up and melodramatic yeah. where I'm just like, what is that because of? Is it because of this social media influence? Is it because of what kids are taking in and hearing? So it's like everything is dramatic. I think it might dramatic. just be kids. I remember getting a note passed to me in class and be like, <gasps> Bobby said what? Like, I'm. we make our own drama when we're preteens. And right. Teenagers. And part of that's just rehearsal for real life, right? We have to get <laughs> oh, used man. to the fact that, I mean, when you're 15 and you've spent three years in the end of elementary school and then into middle school, mm-hmm. that's a big part of oh, your life yeah. but now that we're 29 sure it's less right. of a part Thank of our you, life you know 28, and 28 excuse <laughs> yourself sorry we have the perspective they don't have it yet it's very That's true right. yes so. yes and of course it goes back to like every kid is different yeah. and some kids handle it better but mostly they're the same well i think that <laughs> all kids are the same i think the drama oh, part I think it depends on your personality, though, because, like, my oldest is very much an introvert. Mm -hmm. And so, sadly, he was born into a family of all extroverts um, and a very large one at that. And so he's just... So the way he deals with things in drama is very different and very quiet anymore, internalizes it, and, like... He kind of compartmentalizes and then kind of deals with it in his own way. He's not really good about talking his feelings Mm. out. But then, like, my daughter, she's just... She's just social, and everything yes. is drama and dramatic, and um, and she's great. Like I would say, I, I really got really lucky, and she's a yeah, good she solid eight point seven oh, on God. the ten scale. Couldn't have paid me to have a daughter. <laughs> you gave her a rating. She's really great, but there's that eight part out of ten would like, daughter again. She's <laughs> rate your kids. <laughs> that's what we're doing here. I mean, that's all we're doing. Because the other percentage of the time, she's lucky she has teeth. I have told her. I've told her. I'm like. If you were raised by grandma, I don't think you'd have teeth anymore because of the way she says things to me. I'm obviously not, well, yeah, probably really my mom. Yeah, she did. Um, But, like, obviously I never really do that to my child, but it's like. You better not. The things that she says, I'm like, who do you think you're talking to? Like, what what realm do you live in? Or what have I failed to do as a parent? That's what I try to come back and be like, what have I failed to do that makes you think that that behavior is okay? Right. Did I really? See, and I don't think it's anything to do with failing. I think it has to do with they're testing their boundaries yeah, and they're and figuring out that's too far. Yeah. And the fact that typically you would hear from her teachers and stuff, right, that she's great at school. Yeah. So you know she's just doing it at home because she's comfortable at home and she's safe at home. They always say, I know, like, if as long as your kid's behave, you know, everywhere else, you're doing something right. Right. Well, what? Clearly, that's kind of sort of the shit end of the stick, though. Like, if your kids are assholes at home, you're you're doing well. And I'm like, but it doesn't feel good. Asshole to me only. Why are they so mean to me? No, my kids are pretty sweet that's to good. us, but I mean, we. To us? Yeah, and to other but they people. They punch the well. neighbors. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, 
set their teacher's cars on fire. No. Um, Just once. They're good at home and at school, mm-hmm. but when they do have, you know, if they're going through something and they maybe have a big upset, it's generally at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, I feel good about because they know that they can do that at home. Sure. And, yeah. Safety. So, in fact, we just, for Christmas, got a um, mixed martial arts boxing uh, stand with a, I the saw that. Oh, man. Cool. Yeah. That was, I saw that. I'm like, that was a great idea. Yeah. So we're going to be taking some aggression out on yeah. that, mofo. Julian already. Uh-uh. I saw Go him in there the this man. morning. Face nuts! Face nuts! I'm like, yeah! That's do awesome. it! Yes. yes. So I recommend that. That's great. Parenting tip. Face nuts? Yeah. Face nuts. Give him the old face nuts. That's right. <laughs> we got a Step voice message from Leslie. Oh, boy. And I think this is a good time to listen to what she has to say because she's talking about what we're talking about. Okay. So take it away, Leslie. Hey there, 2 Jeep for Therapy and listeners. This is Leslie, one of Marianne's close friends, and Corinne's friend, friends all around. I'm calling in as a parent to throw in my two cents for the parenting show. I wanted to talk about something I did go to real therapy for for a long time, almost 10 years ago now. The reality of my situation is that I grew up in a physically and emotionally abusive home. I'm the second of four children. Neither of my parents were great parents. My dad is an alcoholic who is bluntly abusive most of the time. My mother tried harder to think outside the box and how to discipline us, but ultimately both she and my dad would lose their patience and either spank us, which I'd like to note here that spank is a culturally gentle and safe word for hit. Both my parents would hit us, sometimes on the bottom, like what you might consider a classic spank, but also basically anywhere they could reach and not always with their hands. They would spank us or intimidate us until we did what they wanted. They would lose their patience and make it clear that whatever happened to us after was our fault. I cannot for the life of me remember the incidents that caused me to get hit, only that it must have been, quote unquote, something I did. When we got older and my parents couldn't physically reprimand us as well and we were jaded on the whole intimidation factor, my father would just be the rudest asshole that ever walked the earth. He would take incredibly personal details of our life and use them to goad us into fighting with him or to make us shut up about something that we were complaining about. My mother never outright enabled him, but sometimes she would join in. I honestly have no clue what they were hoping to achieve, what people they were hoping to raise, but they definitely wanted what every bully wants, which is to be on top. I bring this up because the first people we learn parenting tools from are our own parents or guardians, and when the only tool you're given for finding resolutions is a hammer, then yeah, everything looks like nails. I went to therapy in my late 20s because I wanted kids like Biologically, I wanted kids, but I didn't want kids if I was going to turn around and be just like my parents. I didn't want to bring innocent life into the world only to abuse them. I knew I was capable of change because I had already spent much of my life up until that point trying hard to change my regular habits. I often give Marianne and our third long-term friend, Emily, a ton of credit for helping me be a better person to begin with. We had became friends when we were all 10, and I did not know how to be an emotionally healthy person. They got me through until college, where I was handed off to other people. Shout out to like Ellie and Amy and probably a bunch of others. 
they had to handle me after that. But it was through that experience that I realized that if I could see that something in me was wrong, and I could tell that it stemmed from these negative past actions or past experiences, that I should be able to fix it. I did everything except therapy at that point, working hard to learn how to set boundaries in my personal life, to learn right from wrong, which sometimes I legitimately did not know, especially if my temper was involved. Therapy helped me work through some of the worst experiences from my childhood, and it helped me understand that rage, not anger, that's a normal emotion, but rage, it could be tempered as long as I worked with it. Y'all here on Too Cheap for Therapy often talk about depression and anxiety, both of which can surface as rage, but just pure rage in my life. I tried to go into parenting with like an open mind and a ton of resources to help me have new tools at the ready so that the hammer could be put aside. When I had my first kid, he was seven pounds and had the most grumpy little old man face. I don't know what I was expecting, but when I looked at him for the first time, I was filled with the most intense, protective love, and then the worst, deepest sadness. Because I looked at him, and I could never, in a million years, understand how anyone could hit something they spent this much energy and effort in creating. I now have two children, a five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. I've spent a small part of my motherhood so far grieving for child Leslie. Even with therapy, I couldn't have expected to be able to see all sides of my childhood through watching my kids grow. To see the baby I must have been, the bright-eyed child I must have been, the one that my parents took no shame in batting around whenever the mood struck them. Or maybe did take shame in it, but they did it anyway. I know I have a good story. Someone who saw the abuse and consciously worked to break the cycle. Many people do not. Many people think spanking is a reasonable disciplinary tool. Many don't know the line between what you, I guess you would call a normal spanking and other forms of like physical discipline and abuse. I just encourage people to look at these little humans and think about what unconditional love means. Because children often don't have a choice. They are biologically programmed to love you no matter what. And there is a fine line between love and Stockholm Syndrome. Learn new tools, people. They exist and are within your reach. Okay, love you too. Ooh, well, thanks, Leslie. Well, yeah. That it's very relatable. Yeah. Yeah, I, for I me as well. Yeah. Definitely. I grew up in a home that was not my dad. Some I don't know how my parents meshed. They, they this is the, this is the issue. My parents met and got married in three days, mm. and they stayed married until my dad passed away five years what? ago. Yeah, three yeah. Three days. They wrote letters back and forth for a couple of months. And All then, you really need is seventy-two hours. Yeah, and I don't. I don't. I think my mom wanted to get out of her house. And my dad was the first person who offered. And my dad was 28. He was getting older, older for that time. Yeah. He wanted to get married and wanted to have kids. And He was an old maid. Um, yeah, he was, <laughs> he was ready to be put out to pasture. And He's like, um, oh, my eggs. I'm so my mom, old. my mom, like, never, like, when Leslie talks about being verbally abused, my mom never wanted kids. And oh. she said that. And she said that to us. What? She would tell us. Um, well, if her she husband never, came up and was like, hey, I want children, mm -hmm. why, she was just so desperate to get out of the house. She was like, yeah. I don't think they talked about it. I think 
think he's just oh, like, do you want to get married? Those three days, they no. didn't talk about They didn't talk about much on the drive to Reno. <laughs> From Medford, Oregon to Reno. Oh they didn't God. talk about that. But then she had my older brother, and I think my mom was like, okay, here's your kid, I'm done. Aww. And then my mom had a few more kids. And then there's a lot of, like, this is kind of weird and complicated, but, like, my mom has these stories of having lost other children, which I don't know if it's true or not, which is a whole other side like, of, I think she's sick that... Like miscarriages? Yes, but none of it's confirmed or Aww. denied by my dad. It's almost like it's kind of something that maybe, we're not mm. sure if it happened or not. Oh, really? Because she claims that they're buried somewhere. Oh. I tried to research and find where she said they were buried, couldn't find it. Oh, so it's, it's very weird. Like, it, I think she had, it, my mom has mental health issues oh, and this is just like a long okay, string okay. of things. I gotcha. So anyway, but my point of telling you that part of it is that she would say things like, I remember distinctly probably being 10 or 11 and she would make jokes like, yeah, the two, two sane ones died and the three crazy ones lived or shit. things like that. She would say really crazy shit to That's us growing okay. up. Yes. But I know like what Leslie's saying, like looking at my children and thinking, I could never, how could you do that? Like, yeah. how could you say things like, you know, I never wanted you or just really horrendous things to your kids. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've definitely said things I wish I could take back yeah. and said things in the moment where I'm like that crossed the line, like as their mom and as an adult, I yeah. shouldn't have said that. But the like horrendous things like to make your child question their value as a human being yeah. and the fact that the people who are lo- supposed to love them more than anything in the world didn't really give a shit and didn't really want them. Yeah, and they're just like making fun of you and yeah. picking on your weaknesses oh, yeah. or and it so really helpful. wasn't like, and, and again, I, I feel like Leslie and I could have long conversations. Oh, I'm sure you could. It wasn't until my my younger brother got big enough to stop my mom from, like, physically assaulting us. My younger brother's 6'3", and so by the time he was about 12 or 13, he was about 6 feet tall. Wow. My mom's, like, a normal 5'7", five, 5'6", five, you know, And like I said, she was the abuser, so, like, she abused my dad, too. What? So he, oh, like, Aww. when I say run him over with the car, I'm not joking. She literally tried oh, to run him shit. over with the car on multiple occasions. One time in our garage, like, luckily there was, like, some thing in between that she he was far enough behind this thing that she hit this instead of hitting him so did she ever try to find help for her mental issues she went to different she she went to different church related things Mm -hmm. but i I, and they referred her to a doctor? No, I think it was like different. Like, or they just different, I love how no, 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 not, It wasn't anything I mean, like that. It was like victims to victors or oh, things like that. Okay, like okay. groups of like women all who've been abused to get together, counseling. Okay. The problem with that is that then she only saw herself as a victim. Ah. And it was like, not well, I do this because I was abused. Oh. I. It was like her childhood abuse was her excuse gotcha. to carry that on. Instead of being like, yeah, that was bullshit what happened to me. And I'm not going to do that anymore which is what kind of what we've had to do my brother and I have had to be like because I have six kids my brother has one biological child but he has five stepchildren six stepchildren so just having to be like yeah our childhood was bullshit Mm. and I don't want my kids to hate themselves I don't want my kids to have to joke with their siblings as a way of coping with how crazy our parents were which is what we some people go to counseling and that's great if you actually want to go pay for therapy that's yes, great please by all means but if for you can't us, like keep how, listening to this show yes, or do both <laughs> yeah you could do both we've just kind of been able to deal with it on our own and yeah. and talk amongst ourselves and kind of say yeah that's yeah, kind of what, crazy. what my siblings and i do we mm-hmm. have a, a running text chat like i just got off the phone with mom and she said <laughs> this and they, then we all sort of sympathize with the person yeah. who you know and then next week it's my other siblings and y'all get it yeah you have to. The only time is when we're really mad. Sometimes we'll call each other and say, you want to know what your mom did? Yes. That's what we did. 
That's what my husband and I do with the kids. When one of them is acting crazy, I'm like, your son is your acting a fool right now. My son, on the other hand, is fine. Right, exactly. But you're going to have to deal with yours over yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Leslie made a good point. Where is the line from physically disciplining mm. your child versus abuse? Well, in my house, we don't do any physical discipline. We don't. And my husband has on the very rare occasion when the kids were younger spanked and I have feelings about Mm. that because I never was physically hit as a child Mm. I don't recall ever being hit as a child Mm. but the notion of it being a possibility was always there I saw other people be assaulted Mm. in my house Mm -hmm. so of course it was terrifying thinking that that could be me I'm just not I'm not for it at all I don't feel like hitting a kid and saying we don't hit (laughs) really makes any sense at all yeah yeah (laughs) yeah my brother did that one literally um, my brother was trying to discipline my niece who was maybe a toddler walking around in diapers and she was doing something he told her repeatedly not to do so he smacked her on the diaper and said we don't hit because she was hitting her older brother mm-hmm. we don't hit and then he looks at me and goes yeah that's a mixed message she's not gonna get that <laughs> right yeah. yeah especially because as a toddler you have to be so so clear yeah. i mean you if you want to reinforce a behavior you have to really right think it through first mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no we don't hit we did timeouts when they were little yeah. mm-hmm. and I did more of the hippy dippy kind of like let's talk it out stuff because I, w- I wanted them to be able to express themselves and feel like I was listening mm-hmm. to their problems even if the problem is he I think his cookie was bigger than mine uh, to them that's a big deal, a big deal. you know when you're, when you're three yeah, yeah yes. you get all kind of worked up about that I mean I get mad if your cookie was bigger than mine too I'm mad now because Where I'm pretty cookies? sure yeah nobody even there's brought no, me in there's no cookies no cookies god damn it no cookies at Tesla Studios <laughs> no and no tissues and no, no there's tissues. water bottles. You got tissues. Yeah, but no loud tissue. Oh, she makes crinkly noises. Oh. I was really sick. Oh. <laughs> no excuse. We have spanked. Hmm. I would say that it was definitely... And, and again, I don't, I don't think we did a lot because, one, Weston didn't get spanked a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, his parents were definitely more talkers. I mean, he can remember vaguely on a few hands. I mean, granted, Weston's childhood was different because he wasn't home a lot. And so I think that because he went to the school for the right. deaf, he wasn't there. And so um, I think a lot of parenting he didn't really see, didn't really wasn't really a part of. Because then when you're home on the weekend, you're out screwing around with your brothers and sisters yeah. or doing whatever. And you're not causing any trouble on the one weekend you're there. Yeah. I mean, so I think that his is definitely very different than what mine was, where, like, we got, always got spanked with a belt. Always. Hey. There was no, never any other punishment. And not by, again, not by my dad. My dad only spanked us when my mom would tell him to. Aww. He'd walk inside and be like, and then he, I think he was just like, oh, God, I gotta do this. Where my dad was more That's of a another like, thing one I swat. Hate. I hate when they use when a parent uses the other parent Just as. Just wait until your father yes. gets home. Yeah, yeah. like a, like you're a the mom. Take care of it yourself, right? Because you want your kids' respect, and when you say something, you shouldn't have to wait for backup for right. them to listen. Um, I don't think they should be spanking at all or no. hitting at all, especially not with a fucking belt. Yeah. No. But I mean, you know, if you're gonna deliver a punishment, don't make the other person the bad cop right. because right. then the kids are when always gonna see to them do with it yeah. as yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely take my dad any day because usually he was like do you know what you did yeah and then there was like one and done (laughs) rarely two if we were really bad my mom was just like she was an angry punisher and so it was just like she just was angry and I could tell you stories that would make your hair that's the thing the punishment is supposed to be to teach the kids something it's not supposed to be to get your rage out oh they were like sitting on top of you swinging away like kind of punished oh yeah yeah I mean it was we had sometimes Weston would be like you know we could call someone and report her right now I think the statute of limitations what is that thing 
I don't why know. Why is there because statute it, of limitations? Well, I think because it wasn't abuse then. It was just like your kid's out of control and they made you mad. You get to swing on him. But not to that extent. Even back in the 80s, it was like, okay, you got smacked, hit on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay, what'd you do? But if a kid showed up to school with bruises and shit, they're still I mean, it was. I, I don't know that we ever showed up. Well, there were probably a couple times if they, I mean, I'm not excusing her behavior, but what I'm saying is like there wasn't telltale marks. Like she uh, wasn't like, yeah. when I say swinging away, it was like on the backsides. But it definitely oh, was no. like there are things, like, there are stories I've told Weston that he's just like, that woman watches our children. And I'm like, there is a point where that's different. I think it's different when you become a grandma. And there definitely were things. I don't know. I think it's the whole no better, do better. Oh, I don't beat my grandchildren. I don't know if it's no better, do better, or if it's they're not with me 24-7. I think that could be, yeah. Yeah. I think that could be part of it, too. Because it's just like you can take somebody else's kid out somewhere and take them out to lunch or whatever, and they're being crazy and climbing everything. And you can keep telling yourself, we're only doing this for two hours. So, like, I can put up with anything. But if it's like, we're doing this for the next 18 years, it's a little bit different feeling. It was definitely yeah. crazy, and her and I just don't have a good rapport. Like, we never have. Like, mm-hmm. I remember being very young and thinking my mom didn't like me. There was some always kind of some <laughs> weird something between us. Maybe the fact that she didn't want any children. But, that, yeah, that it's weird. Well, yeah. Could have been, been like, my younger brother. I about that. I'm sorry that I'm a child. <laughs> well, then the weird thing me. is that, like, she tells this fantastical story, which, again, my mom has, we in my house have learned, because now that my kids are older, they know that grandma tells lies a lot. Mm. So they will just come and be like, is this a real story or a grandma story? So according to the grandma story, my mom had her tubes tied, which, which I think is true because it happens to a lot of women where they come untied and get pregnant again. Oh. That happened with my younger brother, which you would think she'd be really angry because she didn't want any more kids but she doted on him like he had probably the least amount of physical abuse not that he didn't have any why is that do you think you know I think my brother has always been really good even as we got older of knowing how to kiss up and knowing how to like I just had the personality where I'm like "Mm mm-mm like, we're not... No brown nosing. No, I'm not going to brown nose you. Like, you're wrong, and I've got a mouth on me. Well, and he might... I, I would, don't know about that. I know, that's weird. Um, he may have seen what was happening to you guys yes. at a very young oh, age yes. and adjusted survival. his behavior. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Being the youngest, I did learn a lot from my siblings. Like, well, not doing that. Yeah. Because my, my mom, probably before I was born, I heard a lot of stories of my mom and her first husband spanking their kids, mm-hmm. which are my siblings, my mom's children. Oh, so confusing. <laughs> Yeah, they would tell me stories as I would get older of, yeah, mom threw a pot of beans mm-hmm. on me one time when I got lippy, or she hit me with this or hit me with that. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that shit. Right. From that. right. I think that, like, we, unfortunately, the older children are often the guinea pig children, at least with my kids. Like, Jacob was definitely, like, more of a guinea pig. So I think, I wouldn't say he got <laughs> spanked a lot, but definitely we did spank with him. I, like, I don't even know that Benny's been spanked maybe a handful. I mean, and again, it's not, when I say spanking, and I'm not excusing my behavior, I'm not sorry that we spank sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm not embarrassed about it. You know, a couple of swats here and there. Never, I remember one time, Weston, when Jacob was probably little, like, it was the only time I really, really wigged out that we had a fight. And really, I, I didn't have any reason to fight him because he wasn't really going to do it. But he one time, like, just pulled on his belt, like, looked uh, at Jacob into this, and I freaked the fuck out. And yeah. I told Jacob to go to his room, and I'm like, don't you ever, if you ever, ever touch one of my kids, because it was so traumatic for us. Mm-hmm. Like, and it wasn't just, like, spanking with the belt. It was, like, crazy shit, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, go get wet in the pool and then come back what? in. Because I'm telling, like, my, it was crazy. <gasps> oh. Like, crazy things like that. And oh, so, no. like... 
to have him even just semi kind of threatening, yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm not, you know, he's signing to you. He's like, not really. I'm just telling him that. And I'm like, and so I, then I had to explain to him, like, this is oh. the kind of shit. And he's like, oh my gosh. He's like, I had no idea. And I'm like, yeah, because your family's normal, honey. Oh, yeah, and maybe know. if you guys had waited more than three days to get married, too, that <laughs> might not help. You know what? Jesus. We waited nine months, so oh why don't you God. go fuck yourself? <laughs> <laughs> just long enough to make that first one, and then bam, married. Bare- <laughs> Technically, I was pregnant on my wedding day, if you must Aww. know. Aww. Well, That's I adorable. Well, I mean, I didn't know, but... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> The Lord knew. He did. He was there. Oh, that's nice. Not there. That sounds weird. That sounds weird. Is he in the pictures? I told you it's that bearded guy. The one who comes and washes my beard in the shower. He was watching. At one point, I thought you said watched in me. Watching, watching. I thought you said washing me in the shower. He was helping wash her in the shower. I love Jesus, but he has never washed me in the shower. I'll tell you that. I'm not sure if that was Jesus, Green. I think it might have been the hobo down the street. He goes by Jesus. I thought you you told me you shower with little shorts on anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, boobs got to get washed, you know? So shorts but no shirt? I am a never nude. I got to wear some kind of clothing. True. Just leg warmers. <laughs> that's it. 1980s Fingerless warmers? gloves. And that's it. Just, you use those to wash? Yeah, they're exfoliating. Oh, like loofahs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just mm-hmm. on your boobs? What is this? I rough. have the softest boobs oh, in the in the tri-state area. Right. No, that's what not true. What does that true. mean? What? The tri-state area. Uh, the three states near us. But I hear that said everywhere. For some reason, I thought that was an actual location of, like, one oh. specific place. Oh, I don't know. There's Is the tri-cities on the east side. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, sorry. Nah, nobody yeah, cares. tri-state area. Just nobody the three cares. neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how about your family dynamics now as far as... Um, Who's pregnant? Nobody's pregnant right now. No, no one's pregnant. No, no. What's wrong with you? You no, trying to smell God. some babies? <laughs> I did smell one this weekend. Ooh. Oh. What baby did you smell? I smell Thaddeus. They're deaf. Thaddeus and Gabby, they have a baby. She's like two months old. I sniffed her hard. Oh, oh. she's still fresh. <sighs> still vagina fresh. <laughs> Zipper lock fresh. Oh. She's, so fresh. she's vagina fresh. Oh, my God. <laughs> that new baby smell that's it oh yeah. let's do um family dynamics and uh talk about um how you manage chores babysit like how you delegate and how the kids react to it and how that goes did you just say you don't or we don't yeah or we don't <laughs> okay they just live like a family of raccoons yeah just yeah, fend for yourselves yeah. trash pandas <laughs> great like for us we always have these great ideas and systems in mind that just never work and it's probably one of the only things that Wes and I disagree on parenting wise and, and I think it's again going back to how we were raised like he growing up in a large family like there was a lot of um what's the word I'm thinking of like, um, delegation delegation thank you um I was given a sign I couldn't think of the English word um <laughs> a lot of delegating but of course because Weston wasn't there you know he also had to be a little bit more independent like learning to do his own laundry earlier or mm-hmm. having like chores at the dorm and things like that and so I think where it fostered a lot of independence for him growing up we also had chores to do growing up but it was a lot of like again a lot of fear behind them a lot of oh. if I don't get this done a lot of like my mom going crazy and be like I'll be back in an hour and the house better be spotless oh, and then God. things like that and so I think like a lot of things you overcompensate for your own childhood. And so for me, it's like, I do a lot of things because I want them to be happy. Oh, I don't, I don't want them to be sad. I don't want them to be like afraid of me. And so I'm or like, you feel like everything has always worked. Yeah. I just want you to have a happy, carefree childhood. And where Weston's like, but we also need to teach them to be responsible mm-hmm. adults, which I, my brain gets that. But it's just like, anytime they're sad or upset, I'm like, I know how I feel about my own mom. And I'm so scared of them thinking like that about me, Mm -hmm. that it makes me like, okay, I really want to push you and have you be like, I hate you. 
but and know that you don't really hate me. That's just what you, you know, that's part of parenting. And at some point their kids are not going to like you, yeah. but it's like, oh, but then what if they really do hate me? Then I don't want that to happen. Then you'll have five others that like. I know, right? Yeah. I, spread out my age. I know. Move on down Dump the line. Him. I already know probably he's going to take care of me when I'm old. I don't know. <laughs> Send them to the acid mine. Um, it'll probably be either Avery or Dexon. They're for sure take care of us when we're oh, older. Nice. Benny's too young to know for sure yet. So we got to. No, I don't trust Benny to take care of you. Benny will probably live with Avery. So I want to. Oh, God. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Hi, my name's Jeff Richardson. I'm a fan of this program you're listening to, and I'm also a podcaster myself. I do several, but one that I really think you might enjoy, it's called Everything is Awesome. It's me and a friend cover of Neon Genesis Evangelion. I also do really cool interviews with other artists and podcasters, stand-up comedians. Come on over, check it out. Everything is awesome. Find us on Facebook and uh, on Twitter at EIA Podcast. Have you written a book and always wanted to publish it? Don't know where to start or who to contact? No problem, friend. You should contact Square Penny Publishing. My friend Kenise Marshall published her book with Square Penny, and you should too. They'll help you publish, print, and digitize your book, so it'll get into the hands of your readers. Search Square Penny Publishing on the internets and like them on Facebook today or tomorrow or whenever you get around to it. do for free time do you have free time oh. because your children are always there benny's always calling you oh my gosh i do now like i do said you i have I, time to like go out with your girlfriends and record a podcast drink some wine i think i finally realized that that's what um maybe that's part of what made my mom crazy is that she didn't have that oh. i mean i don't Did think she have friends to confide she, in she I mean, I think as well as, like, a narcissist can have real friendships. She chased them all that, off with a belt. I mean, there were times where, like, they did weird ones and stand the test of time, but overall, no. But, so I think it took me a while. And, and my mom and dad never went anywhere, ever. Like, they never left us. One time for one anniversary, they stayed the night overnight at a hotel. Like One time? One time. I swear to God, my parents never left, never went out anywhere, never went with friends anywhere. Weird. It is really weird. That's and so weird. I think for a while, we didn't. And, of course, we had, you know, a lot of kids, and they were very yeah. Young. And as they've gotten older, it's like, no, no, I, I need my group of girlfriends. Yeah. Like, I need to go away. Like, Weston and I need to go away yes. and do things together. And so I think that in the last, definitely in the last five or six years, which surprisingly, we've done it more without having family really to babysit for us mm-hmm. or things like that. You found a way. Yeah. I mean, the kids are older now, so yeah. of course it makes it easier. Yeah. Like, yeah, I need to get together with girlfriends yeah. and yeah, we need to have dinner and I need to go to Naked Spa and... Naked Spa. Naked Spa. Oh, no, I don't need to go to that. She's a never nude. She's a never, she's a never nude. I used to be, I'm not even a hugger. And so I now she's I'm a not naked a hugger. hugger. <laughs> no, oh gosh, no! Oh, you're such a creeper. She's like, Come here, get in this no, hug. No, so no, much. Yeah. no, no. I'm not. I'm not a hugger. Oh, I'm she, not. Are you just closing? She just closed her <laughs> Don't, don't look at me. Don't hug me. You just closed your sweater. I'm not a hugger, which everyone always laughs about because they're like, well, clearly you're something. Well, you're from Idaho, aren't Idahoans? 
hoggers? I mean, I think we're friendly. We're very friendly and warm, and, like, I don't really have a lot of secrets. Like, I'm kind of, like, bare my soul kind of person, much to my husband's chagrin, because he's very much not. He's like, and the more I, I drink, the more I am, and he's like, oh, honey, that's that's a private story. And I'm yeah. like, that's funny! I know, I know another lady who's like that. Uh, it's you! Yeah, it's not me. A, I know this gal. Someone else whose name I can't remember, because they left the country suddenly. <laughs> we get together and have drinks, and yeah. Yeah. other friends have drinks, you and have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have never gone on a weekend girls getaway. But oh, well, let's uh, go. Are we going on a cruise or something? And start the, the car. The year 2025 <laughs> or something. Oh, yeah. The ladies, um, that's like 2021, I think. Let's do it. Okay. Let's you know go. what I'm talking about? But yeah. I Listeners, think... are you going? <laughs> if you're a Patreon, you get an invite. How about that? That's right. Yeah. We got to get our village together. Yeah. I was watching, this was forever ago, it was probably like Montel or something, <laughs> the Donahue, I don't know, oh, it was geez. something, there was a wife on as a guest, and she was talking, the whole show was about relationships with your spouse and mm-hmm. parenting and whatnot, and this woman's whole stance was that once the children grow up and leave the house, yeah, you'll have an empty nest, but you'll still have to be in a relationship with your spouse, Absolutely. you'll still have to like them and yeah. know who they are. Some other person on the show was kind of giving her a hard time because... She, it looked like she wasn't prioritizing her children, but she's saying, this lady was saying she prioritizes her children and her husband kind of on the Mm -hmm. same level Mm -hmm. because it's not all about the children to her. You know, you want to make your spouse feel special Mm -hmm. and yada, yada. So they don't leave you. It's very important. Yeah. Uh I know there are some people who like will go and co-sleep with their baby in the baby's room and their spouse is always alone in the bed. And Mm -hmm. yeah, you have to be really careful about keeping like it's, it's weird because we love our children beyond all reason, even when they're (laughs) shitty and (laughs) But our spouse is who we chose, you know, Mm -hmm. it's our kids are who we rolled the dice and got and they're great people, but they're, we didn't get to pick every little thing about them. Right. right? But we did with our spouse. Mm -hmm. So you have to like be respectful of that relationship and you can't just be like, Mm -hmm. my kids replaced you. So you just make money and I'll just be here snuggling on my babies. It's funny that you say that. I was literally just going to say that after you were done because it's like, I tell my kids all the time, your dad's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, whenever they say anything, I'm like, well, your dad's my favorite. Yeah. And it, it's like you what you just him. said. Like, I picked you. I I decided I was going to spend the rest of my life right. with you. Where we decided to have you, raise you, and one day, if we do a good job, you will Would, go and do we'll that again yourself. Go live somewhere else. Go far away. I feel like you've said to me or just to people in the room that you would cut someone if your husband left you, like you would. Oh, she's just oh. said it about anything. Yeah. You're no, like, we're I, out of milk. And she's like, I swear to Christ, I'm going to cut someone. I do. Like I, you were like, I, he'll never leave me. No, and my husband. I won't let him. I tell my Sometimes I tell him. you be like that. I sometimes joke that I'm like, I think I love him more than he loves me. Not in a, no. not in a mean way. No, no. I My love for He's my husband. He's just really chill. He, my love for him borders that obsession. Like, oh. I love him. and oh, I. That's a different topic. People say, it probably is. <laughs> and so we were talking one time, and I said something to him. This might have been a couple of kids ago. And I was saying, like, you know, if anything. I like how you mark time. Like, what's this? I have to. Two kids ago? I have to. I look Four kids all the time. Ago. I'll be like, wait, wait, how many kids do we have when... <laughs> I have to. It's only, it all runs I together. I got my wisdom teeth out. Let's see, was I pregnant four. or not pregnant? <laughs> How many car seats did we have? Oh my God. Um, I tell, um, we were talking about it one time and I said, you know, you're the love of my life. And, oh. um, if anything ever happened to you, I think I would just, you know, I just raise my babies and just, that would be it. Mm. And I still feel that way. I mean, of course I feel that way, obviously that he's still here and yeah, we're yeah. still married. <laughs> Knock on wood. Not me. Um, I'd be a lesbian. But he, 
But he looked at me, yeah. and he's like, I love the ladies. Who does I love ladies, too. I, mean, I need a really nice wife. I think I would just be a golden girl. Like, I, would, I could be a golden girl. Let's because golden girl. Eat cheesecake and gals. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Which, one could I, which one would I be? I want to be, I'd probably be the bitchy one. Who's the cold standoffish one? I'd be B. Arthur yeah, you'd for be sure. B. Arthur, yeah. I'd be Estelle Getty. You could, I could, yeah. Picture it. It was 1934, <laughs> Sicily. Okay. Who are you going to be? I could be the slutty one. Oh, you going to be Blanche Devereaux? No. Mm. No, let's see. I'll be the... Betty White? Betty, be Betty White. White. Yeah, oh, You could be Betty White. Because I want to have the cocaine fro. <laughs> oh. That works. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Yes. So Weston looks, so at, so Weston looks at me, and he goes, does anything ever happen to you? He's like, I, I'd probably wait like a year or two and get married again. Yes! And I was oh. like, the nice. fuck you just He's very honest. I look at him and I'm just like, for every year we're married, that's how many years you have to wait to start dating again. Yeah. You know that, you right? You wear all black, cover <laughs> all the mirrors. We're doing it Victorian style. Oh, man. No, but, but, um, well, at no. least he's honest because a lot of men, yeah. if they lose a spouse, they do jump right. And I've talked to. to my brother about yeah. that and my brother's like, it's because they don't know how to make a sandwich in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that they is, don't know how to do There's a, a need for that. I mean, that they, well, we don't even spend your sexually, whole life. Yeah, like just a need that we don't have. You spend your whole have. life with a female caregiver role. You know, sure. someone who's in that role yeah. always. Your mom, your someone. Right. Yeah. But I definitely do. Like, I tell them all the time, if you ever tried to leave me, I'd probably run you over with a car. No! Yeah, like, I and, might. Uh, I might. That is abuse. <laughs> don't do that. I'm only half joking. I'm going I'm to ask your husband if he needs help. You can ask him for sure. <laughs> We're going to leave you know, some can, of those I can cards. his face right now. It's gonna. He'll just be like, He'll do his eye roll face at me like he thinks I'm joking. We're going to leave some of those cards in You're the bathroom. <laughs> you know, this is the thing. I've thought about this. I've thought about this before oh, because girl. we. I'm going to so brother this out. It's very incriminating. No. Our brother, oh, I don't care. Um, our brother and sister-in-law got divorced a few years ago. And yeah. they, it, the four of us were like a squad. Like yeah. the four did everything together. And so that was very traumatic, obviously, for them. But surprisingly, like kind of um, more vicarious so for trauma you. for us, mm. really. And it kind of led to some issues. Not issue issues, but she's my best friend. And we were best friends before they got married oh. so best friends before we got married but then they're brothers yeah. so it makes it very awkward and so we had to finally be like okay we can't talk about this I can talk with her mm-hmm. but I can't talk with you because obviously you have this natural inkling to be right but anyway we were talking about it and I'm just like I don't think that divorce would ever be an option for us I look at what how that has been I would want to think that I could be cool. I'd want to think that I could be like, let's co-parent well together. Like, yeah. let's do this together. I think that I would be psychotic. I think I would be the one. I mean, I'm just being honest about really? who I am. I True. think okay. I don't know that I could be a mature adult who's like, listen, our marriage has ended. It's dissolved. And, and now we need to figure out how to move on. I don't know if I could do that. Mm-hmm. Which I is bad, that, especially when you have kids. You, yeah, let's go to real counseling. Because... <laughs> I don't think you guys are going to get divorced ever. When the day comes. That's not okay. <laughs> and it, but, you know, actually, I mean. I ran him over with my car. Yeah. And then I'd have to marry a mechanic. That's what I always say. Like, my next husband needs to be a mechanic because I need someone who can. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's expensive. That's true. I need yeah. someone like that. You're that's already true. planning. I married. Like, I would just wear black for the rest of no, my life. No, I, I know. No, I couldn't. I no. couldn't. No, who else would put up with my bullshit? Really? See, that's what my husband and I, I mean, say really. to each other all the time. He's like, nobody else. Mm-hmm. Nobody else could deal with what we deal with. No. With each other. And I'm like, that was in our vows. Yeah. Oh. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had to find someone deaf to put up with my bullshit. Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh. A hearing, you'll a hearing you'll guy? know why when you listen to this episode. <laughs> Screech! Thank God. 
God, he can't. See, that's a great thing is that he'll never hear it. Oh, boy. Nobody transcribe it for him. Okay. He can't, he can't know. What's we'll promise. Unless uh, he asks, then I'll have to. Yeah. He'll be like, I don't know. She's always running her mouth about something. That's exactly you. I asked he my husband. He glazes over. Do you care know. if I do the podcast? He's like, no. And I said, well, we're going to talk about, you know, relationships mm-hmm. and stuff. And you're going to come up. And he's like, babe, there's nothing that you haven't told everybody already. And I'm like, yeah. That's the Sorry. truth. Yeah. yeah. So. That's and will you know it? Oh, We're on the funny. same page, and that's really what you have to do. I don't care if it's relationship or parenting. Mm-hmm. If you're on the same page, mm-hmm. you're way ahead of most of the game. That's true. True, especially because, well, obviously finances are a big stressor of marriages, but children. Yeah. Children are a huge. Is that where we're doing? Because that where we're going? Yeah, go I, there. Was I am old? Look at me! Oh boy! Finances. I mean, children are really. She's after like, jobs. <laughs> I'm taking over these studios. These jobs we do for free. <laughs> <laughs> where's, where's my? Uh, is there any kind of retirement plan in this? No. Uh, we make fifteen dollars a month. So. So do with that what you will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Pretty All much. Right. If you want to invest, I'm after you. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, kids are a stressor. And anytime I would say, like, we don't fight. I mean, we don't fight. And everybody says, like, no, we don't fight. Like, we really don't mm-hmm. fight. I mean, we have disagreements and yeah. things like that. But, I mean, if you even ask our kids, they'll say, like, my mom and dad don't fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, well, why are you trying so we hard do. to convince us? What, you don't fight, okay? I swear to Christ, we don't fight. <laughs> okay. I think because, like, I think because people assume because we have such a large family and it's so chaotic and because we come from very different backgrounds mm-hmm. and things like that, that there's got to be some kind of tension. Yeah. I um, think that a lot of times is just the stereotype of marriage, too, is that, true. oh, well, you're going to fight. And yeah. Like, my husband and I don't fight either. Right. We will discuss things, but we... Oh. I mean, no he point annoys me and he getting... pisses me off sometimes. Yeah. And I've definitely told him that he's being an asshole before. Well, that's not fighting, but that's not Fighting. I'm just That's like, just honesty. Just being an asshole. <laughs> and I just, just walk away and power clean something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that like the only things that we have occasionally had like some like mm, he gives me these looks like mm. he doesn't say anything because my husband's says, not mm. again he's not like a name caller. Ooh, like girl. <laughs> so I can tell he. If, oh, if he was going to call me a name, this would be the moment. I could see it in his face. Okay. It's been over kids, kid oh. stuff, and kid, kid issues. Like yep. what issues? Like disagreeing about how to handle like a situation oh. or disagreeing about Just the seriousness of something. Parenting type. Yeah, because he's really good at laying down the law and walking away. Oh. Like, this is how it's going to be. This is what I've said. If you choose to do XYZ, that's it. Hmm. Where I'm definitely a lecturer, uh-huh. and I want to talk about it, and I want to get into it. And, like, then I stop, and then I'll come back again, and blah, blah. And he's just like, they're t- he's like, first of all, they've totally shut down by that. Yeah. And then he's like, why do you Torture. waste your time and energy? He's like, you tell them, they don't do it, then there's a consequence. Just let it go. Uh, good point. Mike, why do you got to be a better parent than me? What are you trying to prove? Yeah, dick. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Let's talk about the money. Oh, the months. How are the monies? With the good with two kids. <laughs> I, is there a strain? Definitely with two. Well, when we had Calvin, Mike was an apprentice, so he was working. He was getting paid, but he was also going to school at night, mm. so he was exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was working, but I was non-certified, so of course I was making a lower wage mm-hmm. than I I make now. And um, it was things were tight, but we both grew up in 
families where mm-hmm. things were tight. Mm-hmm. So we were very good about like using our resources mm-hmm. and knowing how to stretch things and knowing, you know, I knew how to shop sales and get second hand clothes and coupon, coupon, coupon. Yeah. Buy all the mustard. You never know. You might <laughs> oh, need it. Oh, no. Um, she still has that mustard. I do. I have our wedding mustard <laughs> still put wedding away. Mustard. Yeah. Um, you know, like like speaking of our wedding, like we did we spent twenty four hundred dollars. We did wow. it all ourselves. I yeah. made the cake and yeah. we had friends make Didn't food you and put the flowers together or something. Yeah, I arranged the flowers, mm-hmm. the bouquets, yeah. everything. Were you the pastor at your own wedding? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. No, his grandma was. My husband's grandmother was. So she was ordained. I love it. So hey. she didn't have to pay her. Uh-huh. Um, we did just everything, you know, as as on the cheap as we could, mm-hmm. but it was everything we wanted. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been very good at being frugal. Um, I'm a little less good about it now, but uh-huh. it's sort of a trade-off. Like you when I listen had... to our minimalism episode. Oh, I will. Did y'all talk about some good stuff? Right. You talked about it! Oh, okay. I'll listen. Uh, not gonna Take listen. your own advice. Yeah. So, um, I think that uh, it's it can be difficult, but, like, when Calvin was little, we were... You know, I mean, we never had any problem with secondhand mm-hmm. items or anything like yeah. that. We would uh, take what we could get and make it fun. We would make little games for mm-hmm. Calvin, and I would make and a little like. There doesn't seem to be as much of a stigma with secondhand clothes as there was back in the day when I was. I agree. Out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like they would see not. me walking with those secondhand clothes mm-hmm. in the store and they'd look at me and I'm like, wow, this is what we can afford. It's, now yeah. it's kind of It's cool. like cool. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, my daughter was like, I want to go thrifting with her friends. It's like, the cool thing to do now yeah. is go thrifting. Well, that's the two best things that have come out of this era is kids think it's gross to smoke and kids think it's cool to buy secondhand clothes. I would agree with Everything that. Everything else yeah. is fucking garbage. Yeah, it is garbage. All but, of it. I agree. But those two things are good, so. Those are Yay! Good. Yeah. Yay! Hold on to this them. generation, Yay! wherever they are. You did it, two things. It's the... <laughs> Are they wise? Are they Z? No, no, no. No, no. Oh, I'm way... Millennials are like 10-year-olds. I so... like to call them the last generation. <laughs> oh, God. jeez. <laughs> <laughs> like the land before what? time. Yeah. The selfie generation? I don't mm-hmm. know what they're called. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Well, the millennials, and then the millennials are what, 10 now? Is that these guys? Are no. your kids millennials? I don't fucking know. And your little ones? My kids are just my kids. Who's the, who's the millennial? Millennials are from 83. That's oh, me. Okay. Until... 90 what? Oh, I don't have any millennials then. Hey, cereal. Maybe 2000? Maybe 2000. I mean, that would make sense leading up to the millennial. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. Yeah, I don't have any millennials. Is it? I don't know what the next one is. I feel like it's generation. I thought it was generation Z. Yeah. Gen Z? Millennials. Zillennials? Generation Z is next. Yeah, Gen Z. What 1995 is... to 2015. Oh. 95. So, oh, so all my kids are millennials. Max made the cutoff. Oh, boy. Nice. Good mm-hmm. for him. Get that cutoff. Yeah. Actually, I did the work, so. <laughs> Good for me. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> well done. Good job, Mom. Yeah. Thank yeah. So, they're Z people. Okay. Oh, really yeah. quick. Can I say something about money? No. I think that people... <laughs> she doesn't anyway. <laughs> this, and that's true friendship, because yes. I can just ignore whatever stupid things you say. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> um, I think that there's... I just want to put the stigma about when you have a big family, it means you're poor. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot. My kids have come home and said, like, kids at school have been that like, you don't have like any money, a, you don't, you're poor. That sounds like what a poor person would say. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we're rich in spirit, Corinne. Oh, no, that's the worst. Oh, 
Oh, you're probably so cold. I, it's like the, the idea that if you have a lot of kids, you obviously must not have any money or that you must be scraping by, which don't get me wrong. Like there was a time when we were first married too. We were like, stop all these babies from coming. We don't got no money for this. Nobody knows how to I stop know, the I babies. Like it's a surprise. Then, well, this is what happened. Jacob was obviously a surprise. And then one of the twins was a surprise. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, twins are going to yeah, be Yeah, like, surprise. I couldn't do anything about that, clearly. Um, and then Dexton, it was like, I was like, oh, when I get my period, I'll start taking birth control. Yeah. But then I Dexton. never, then Dexton. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you yeah. didn't know that. So the twins to Dexton are only 14 months apart. You had a womb for rent. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, just you stay away from me. You guys are doing it too much, like rabbits. But then I got an IUD, and it's now wrong. It's fine. Anyway, so then, um, and then I yanked that bad boy out. But then. <laughs> God. Like you're trying to start a lawnmower twice. twice. Um, <laughs> but you were upset about the '69 comment. No, <laughs> you just yanked that IUD out of it's there. not that hard. You that, can do it yourself. That AUD. Ugh. It's an AUD. It's an IED. It's an IED. <laughs> an IED. <laughs> AEP. Oh, and I did oh, it. You. I did it twice. You just took that right. AARP and yeeted it right out the door. AARP. Yeah. <laughs> Just off that uterus and it still works. Yeah. No, but I, so like, yeah. I think the thing is when you have a lot of kids, you just have to start planning things earlier yeah. or like, just know it's going to be more expensive. Like literally last night, I just put down a down payment for our trip. Cause every, like every other year, every couple of years we try to do like a vacation instead of doing a Christmas yeah. because kids don't need crap. True. And so like, we're going to Disneyland again this Aww. next Christmas, but obviously with eight of us, I have to put down like, so I started yeah. a payment plan for that. So I think that like you can still do fun shit. Yeah, you just have, you have to a big save family. And but just know that prepare. you're probably not all going to get iPhone Xs for Christmas, which I don't know why children need iPhone Xs anyway, but they don't. So the guy at the store when I went cuz my twins got iPhone 8s for Christmas. So that's when we upgraded, we upgraded to an 8. Oh yay. And that was what they got for Christmas. So the guy at the store was telling me that an 8-year-old came in with their parents and got the iPhone X. An 8-year-old. What kind of contacts are he putting know. in? I guess he doesn't need to talk to friends. He just needs to watch YouTube. I've videos. seen eight-year-olds walking down the street. Business, business, business. Numbers. <laughs> eight years old. Buy, sell, buy, sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tasty oh, waffles. It was crazy. <laughs> but I think you're also like when we talk like um, hand-me-downs. Like mm. you do like just do a lot of hand-me-downs. Yeah. I did I remember hand-me-downs. I was a kid, and you're right. Back then there was a stigma. Maybe it's because my mom made me wear my brother's hand-me-downs. Okay, so I had these brown corduroy pair of pants. That I hated so much from my brothers. Yes. Oh, I love course. And a, and a striped, a striped shirt. I, I wasn't even cool enough to know what it was. Like with the alligator on the pocket. Oh, yeah. That I'm sure someone had given us because I don't think we could have afforded it. And I hated those pants so much. That's the nice thing about pants now is that they have like stretch or they yeah. have a, like more loose fit. Pants back then. actually fit children now as yeah. opposed to like, well, if you don't fit in these, I guess there's something wrong with you. Gave him to your younger brother. No, he was, oh, no, he was a husky kid. He had to wear huskies. He had to go to the husky section. Hey, yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah, he's still husky, but. Oh, well. No, they have a big and tall store. I know. My dad had to shop at the big and tall store. Nice. But they always, this is, it's highway robbery, though, because they always jack up the prices, which is a bunch of bullshit. More fabric, whatever. What Please, you do you know that thing only costs eight cents to make in China anyway, yeah. and they're already charging me 48 Maybe I would have been a much nicer mom all along if I just had started drinking. Just all the time. Yeah, I mean I don't know anyone with an alcoholic mother who said oh that was not God. a good thing. Jesus, I'm a, 
couple of glasses of, or three of wine. I know. I'm the same way. I talk about drinking a lot. I, I actually very rarely drink. Yeah. No. Yeah. And almost never to excess. I Once every 10 years, I'll go on a real bender, but Ooh. I do it away from my kids. Yeah. Once when I was 21, obviously my yeah. 21st yeah. birthday, once when I was 31, I don't remember what was going on, but I was Just wasted. Life. Yeah. And probably 41 will be a big one for me, oh, too. Can I be so. there? Yeah, let's go. Mm, can will we you, get together? Will you hold my hair? I might um, have hair at that point. Yes. You hold my mohawk. <laughs> just keep it, just keep it tight. I'll keep it high and tight. Okay, don't worry great. about it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's what real friends yeah. are for. We'll hold your glasses so yeah. they don't get lost. Oh, oh, yeah. You don't want those going down the toilet. Oh, no, yeah. I have a bunch of pairs of glasses. Oh, no. then we won't worry about it. Because, like you said, we have to plan ahead. Because that much earlier. Because <laughs> these kids suck the soul and pennies out of us. Okay, can I ask you? You have children. I have children. <laughs> You've you? been around children. Yes. Do you feel stupider? Since you've been a parent? The older they get, the more stupid I feel. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. I didn't, I remember, I didn't feel stupid when they were young, but now, definitely, like, they get me. I just feel like something about parenting, like, sucks the intelligence out of me. Like, the older I get, the dumber I get. Because I thought I was doing such a good job. Like, I thought I had it together. And, like, if I just do X, Y, Z, my kids will turn out mm-hmm. as A, B, C. There's too many variables. There Especially really are. once they can leave the house. Yes. I feel like kids have to keep up with faster-paced information yeah, nowadays. Back in my day, like, what? You check the Yahoo once okay, a day? Okay, Boomer, listen to her. Back in my day. <laughs> Whatever. Get off the phone. I'm trying to use the Internet. Exactly. They kept, Mommy kicked me off to AOL. Yes. <laughs> but I was talking to your kids, Heather, when I was driving them home, and I was talking to my brother-in-law about politics, and then your kids started talking oh, about geez. politics, which was great. And I was like, what? You kids, it, I wasn't even paying attention to politics until I was 18. Yeah. Really, but at least they're paying attention, which is nice. We talk about politics at our house quite a bit. Mm. I think because we as a family, like Weston and I and our kids, are very different than pretty much both sides of the family, yeah. with a few exceptions. Maybe a little bit more, a few more on Weston's side. My family definitely all voted for mm. Trump, 100%. Yeah. I would say Weston's probably a good 60 or 70 percent did. They're to blame. Yeah. And so um, we'll, we try uh, to be really open with our kids about things Patreon, like politics. We'll oh. give you their addresses. Yes, please do. <laughs> I will send the missionaries. Sure. Um, they love that. Mm-hmm. So we talk about it a lot. We talk about like this is cool, this is not cool. And not just with, um, you know, Trump, but even before that, like with, yeah. you know, President Obama and things like that. Like, this is something cool that we like that he did. This is something that we're like, uh, we're not yeah. sure that we like that he did. I mean, this is their world. And yeah. we weren't connected to the world at large at, at the age that they are. And so I think it's important that you talk about it with them and say, like, no, actually, if you put kids in cages, you are an asshole. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think that certain demographics of people shouldn't have rights, um, you're actually not a Christian. Right. So there's yes. all these things of like, I mean, kind of going back to your other, you know, your spirituality podcast of like, it's important with your kids and in your parenting that like you talk about and point out hypocrisy mm-hmm. and point out this is what we want you. Like, it's not just for me to like take you to church and be like, this is how the kind of person I want you to be, but to, but to live that. And by right. living that, they have to say like, no, this goes against well, this. Well, we can't teach kids what to think. We have to teach them how to think critically. Yeah. Right. And it's more of guiding who they become as opposed right. to saying you will become this person. Right. Right. I was thinking about that the other day, and as a child, I was really tight with my dad. We liked all the same things, but most of those things I only liked because he liked them, yeah. and it was how we sort of related. Okay. But now, as an adult, I don't choose to do any of those things sure. for fun, and yeah. I was 
thinking, it's sort of nice that my kids have their outlets of things that they want to do, and it's not based on what right. I want them to be right. doing, you know, or what I didn't get to do, so now you'll do it, you know? Like right. that little kid beauty pageant. Yeah. Yeah. Or like oh. ice skating at, you know, competitively at two and a half. Yeah. Like, if they love it, great. If they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they love it, though, man. I'm not getting up that early. Parent is, I'm not getting up that early either. Mm-mm. Part of your job as a parent is to, like, know when to rein it in. Is to, is to know, like, especially in this world now, is, like, you have to protect your children from themselves, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, my kids are pretty smart and pretty savvy. Like, don't give out your address. Right. Like, don't meet strangers on the internet. And I think a lot of that has to do with, like, kids are wiser than we were. Probably well than we are, too. <laughs> and they know, like, yeah, mom, duh. Like, you don't go meet some guy that you met online or shit like that. Or you don't meet people online right. in the first place. Like, kids are so I much smarter than we were. I thought crazy back in the day when I saw that on Dateline. Like, what? Someone yes. in an innocent AOL chat room? And then they convinced them to come meet him oh. and they were bad guys. Turned out he did... was a golden retriever. Yeah, Nobody I... knew it. <laughs> I just did not understand any of that when I was your kid's age. But no. now they get it and it seems scary because they're exposed to all that scary negative stuff. Right. It seems like too early, but I guess they have to be prepared. Sure. And it's weird because they're oddly wise beyond their years in some things, but then in other times they'll do or say things and it's like, oh yeah, you're only 13. Yeah. yeah. Like you're saying things and the way you're kind of coming at me <laughs> is I can still see that you're not immature in a bad way, but that you're just, you know, you're a kid. Yeah. Right. Um, you have developing to do. Yeah. Yeah. We have that issue sometimes, especially with Julian growing up, mm-hmm. of putting, I would have to remind everybody, he's only X age mm. because he's always been physically very large. Mm-hmm. He was 10 pounds when he was born. <laughs> and yeah. uh, by the time he, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you know, the bucket car seats that go up to a, about a year, he was outgrown out of that at four months old. Ooh, he was no. over the weight limit. Oh, no, no. So he's been a big boy forever but it's really tough like when he was in preschool or when Mm. he was before preschool when he was two three people would give me dirty looks and like side eye because he'd be wearing a diaper yeah and i'm like he's not five and even if he was it's none of your damn business but he's not yeah yeah i mean he he went home from the hospital wearing three to six month old clothes they did not have diapers to fit him my husband had to go to the store the hospital didn't have diapers to fit him tell them they need to pay you back for that he was in a size one two that's insane. They didn't get him adult diapers? The day he depends. was born, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He wore depends. Yeah. No, you know, honestly, I looked into it because when he was potty training, yeah, yeah he, did, he couldn't wear size. diapers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So that was tricky yeah. business. And now he's, you know, he's he's very tall. He yeah. wears clothes for like 14, yeah. 15 year old. And yeah. he's just turned 10. But yeah, you do have to be careful because people do look and they do sure. make assumptions based on what they see. Yeah. And it's yeah. just not true, people. We have, we have that still even like now with, with Max. So you guys know, most people know that like our youngest child is um, on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. We're using phrases like high and low functioning is really offensive. So now it's levels, it's levels one, two, and three, depending on their level of need. Oh. And so Max is, he's labeled a level two because that's how you get services. Mm-hmm. A lot of times if you're a level one, you have to struggle and fight more with your insurance company to give your kids services. So mm-hmm. the doctor's like, I'm going to put everything down as a level two. So That's it'll be crazy. easy. What's it really level is. Three? Level three is, is what like typically we called. Yeah. Like low functioning before, mm. like nonverbal, a lot of the stemming type behaviors uh, that you see, the very stereotypical 
autistic person sometimes yeah uh, like okay. danger to themselves if Aggression, they're not taken care of maybe, yes yeah, sometimes okay. yes I gotcha. so I mean Max is four and he's not potty trained and so I've had people like the love of God like why is that kid in diapers still and it's like yeah because we're dealing with other shit yeah like we're dealing with like being able to tell me what my name is and being able to say what his name is and yeah. right now we're we're quoting Ferdinand and so until we can get more language in there I'm like that's like potty training my kids at least in my worries but yeah you're right I mean luckily two of my children take after their dads who was a, like a very tiny human and so they're very tiny humans so he could still pass for you know two and a half or three mm-hmm. um, and because he doesn't talk he can still pass for that but yeah I mean I think about things like that as he gets older and bigger am I gonna have to deal with like judgmental people like looking at him or yeah. because he doesn't have those stereotypical behaviors mm. he would really look quote like a typical you know neurologically typical child yeah. So, yeah, just remembering to, like, you don't know every parent's backstory. You don't always know why that kid's behaving like that. Sometimes you do, because sometimes kids are about holes. But you also don't know what baggage they're bringing. You don't know what baggage those parents are bringing. And and you don't know that something, like, just because you can't see something's wrong, quote, wrong. Yeah. You don't know what they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. So be nice. Yeah, that just goes for anyone or anything. Even if they don't have kids, just maybe they're having a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. And that's one thing, too. Taking it out on Korean, apparently. Trying to extend them. Trying to extend grace. I've talked about this before with other moms, and it's like, we often not as often as we should, but we often extend grace to ourselves or extend grace to our friends. But a lot of times we don't extend that grace to our children or to strangers or to strangers to say like, you're having a bad day. Whereas we're adults and we're supposed to quote, be able to cope with our bad days. You don't have those tools yet. Hey guys, it's Kanice, author of the Willow song series featuring my debut novel, the call from the Willow now available on Amazon. And coming summer of 2020, the second installment of the Willow Song series, The Calling of Kings. And you're listening to Too Cheap for Therapy. And to realize also how futile that is because it's not teaching them anything. It's not changing anything. Mm -hmm. It's making your relationship with them that much more difficult. Because I've done that. I mean, I've done that. I've been like, what do you need? I'm trying to do something right now. Like, I'm totally guilty of doing that. Mm -hmm. And then all it does is, yeah, they get amped up even more. Like, the tears come more. And so, level of like, yeah. I'm I'm ramped up too. Instead of if I could just slow my roll for five seconds and be like, okay, I'll wash the dishes in a minute, even though I've been trying to wash the dishes for 17 hours. Mm-hmm. And if just deal with this. Oftentimes say is that older kids need that too. Yeah. You know, I mean, they need a little grace too and to figure out mm-hmm. maybe it really is just because your sweater's super itchy and you just can't <laughs> articulate that. You it's know, true. I've had days like that where I have to stop myself and think, what is irritating me so much? Mm-hmm. And then I'll think, oh my God, I, my pants are too tight. They right. shrunk since the last time I ate at the buffet. Michael, put <laughs> them in a the dryer. Yeah. Oh, Michael. I've told you a million times. Mm-hmm. Put, don't put those corduroy Gosh, jeans dang in, it. The, nope. in the dryer. Yeah. Shrunk them. Exactly. It is a big deal to them, which is hard sometimes because sometimes I'm just like, I can't do the theatrics today. I can't do it. And sometimes it is theatrical. I mean, in their world, it is a big deal. And, like, high school is life right now. And, like, trying to remember what that was like. I think because, and, like, I think when I say, well, I didn't behave like that, it's like, yeah, because I couldn't. Because Mm -hmm. I was too even though in my mind I'm going you're going to be best friends in two days yeah. like you're freaking out right now and everything's going to be fine in two days like but instead stopping of saying and that, saying you can say come here come little here. dickweeds let's come have lay, a hug. come here and lay down what are we going to talk oh, about your kids dickweeds well but I think exactly. my oldest I mean now especially because our relationship has changed now that he's 
not not even like I have told my oldest I'm like you're being an asshole like and just you straight can, up he's an adult like now. you're almost 18 and if you're gonna come at me like that like after I did this that and the other for you and then because I'm telling you no to this one thing that I don't feel comfortable with you going and doing because you're not yet 18 you want to keep at it and talk about this that and the other you know what you've moved past the point of being a jerk you're just being an asshole yeah. like your intention someone that you know I'm not supposed to hurt you in theory yeah. I'm supposed to rein it in and control myself but there's a point where I'm also a human being yeah. and you're old enough to know that your behavior is unjustified but that's a good moment to have with his age because he's going to have times in his life where he's a young you're being an asshole but they're not going to sit there and explain to him right. why he's right. coming off like an asshole that's going to be his boss right. being like you're right. a dick and you're fired yeah, yeah. what is he going to say exactly so it is a weird shift though yeah, like though. when the when they're older yeah have I done a good enough job? Some days I'm like, yeah, I did a pretty good job. I need a couple more years to redo. I need to back <laughs> it's up. It's hard, too, to make the realization, like, as my kids get older and I think about them having been babies. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was like a weird transition when they turned school age. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I was like, they're out without me. It was Aww. such a strange feeling. They're talking to people. They're mm -hmm. interacting with people. People are going to start calling me and saying, what's wrong with your kids? Like, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, I had Julian once. He, he was three and he went to Montessori school. And I... And I said, what's up? And they said, um, well, I gave Julian a hug the other day, and he looked me in the face and said, I've never gotten a hug before. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know my kid is nuts, right? Like, you guys are, are you guys aware of that? Because he's nuts, and he will just say things just to be crazy. I don't know who he gets that from. Probably weird. his father. It's definitely his father's side. Yeah, sure. so I had to explain to them, like, remember when you see me pick him up and hug him every oh, day when I get him gosh. from school? It's all for show. Yeah, so... But that kind of shit goes in the baby book. Oh, <laughs> back into the basement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> back into the basement. So, yeah. So everyone, cage. They thought I was just, yeah, just keeping him in a kennel at home with, like, a hamster's <laughs> bottle of water or something. Like, oh, no. he's a baby, not a guinea pig. Yeah, it was great. So that was a fun one to explain. Oh, I'm like, gosh. have you ever met an insane child before? Because that's that what I have. hysterical. Yeah. He, the other day, he was standing at the stove. We were cooking for Christmas. We were making. And I said, oh, boy, we we do have butter. We have enough butter. Hallelujah. And he goes, hallelujah, it's raining, man. And I'm like, oh, that's fun. And I had that moment where I was like, oh, that's parenting done right. Because that's his reference for how. It does all it come nice full circle. It's weird. You get to the point where you can do friend stuff with them. Yeah. Like, I want to hang out with Mm -hmm. I do friend stuff with my nieces and nephews since they're yeah. older, and it's great. And they teach me about their music. Oh, they teach old Auntie Marie yeah. about their music. Some people I don't understand, though, the music, because sometimes I, I don't understand the words. I, I don't like, know what they're saying. Uh, my nephews and nieces, we kind of have genre that we like. Okay. You know, house music and whatnot. Is that what you do when yeah. you're dancing? Uh, 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 dancing, dancing. We're going to have to put a, a description um, No, on just that. a little short video. Mary Ann dances like a psycho. Oh, a boomerang. Right. Yeah. So they teach me all the stuff, and they teach me all the slang. Yes. And I purposefully use it incorrectly. Me too. So do I. <laughs> we talk a lot about yeeting in yeah. my house. About memeing. Memes. My niece taught me the correct way to use yeet, and then I go, oh, okay, thanks. That was real yeet of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. I don't know how to use yeet correctly. How it do just, you say it? Isn't it like it. yes? It, it means yeah. I thought just it just meant yes. It. It's like toss it over your shit. Like a basketball. I, I, I get it, but it's, I don't know okay, how to get it. Okay, it's our generation equivalence of 
See, we no. I don't think we I did didn't Kobe. We didn't you do did that. Kobe? Sorry, no. That was after My kids us. did. What? Is it kind of? Is it kind of? Is it kind of like nothing? No. 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 What are you, Space Jam? No. <laughs> What, what, do you, what do you? What's the other thing for eating? Like getting rid of it. Tesla Studios needs to take you back to the retirement home. <laughs> I don't, but I try to get it, and I do try to use them, and it's and it. I try to misuse them because that's yeah. fun for me. <laughs> and too. parenting now is just about finding the joy where you can find it, and if it's in irritating your children, <laughs> then that's where you should have it. I there think turnabout's fair play. I mean, they've irritated us for a long time, so right. right? Yeah. Like, remember when you used to bounce on my bladder? Yeet. Uh-huh. Yeet. <laughs> is, that how, is that the proper usage of yeet? It is for me. Yeet. That's mom. You. I'm how would you like it if I yeeted your video games right out of the house? How about that? Yeah. Then you can't get any more Fortnite. Yeah, no more Fortnites for you. <laughs> that for- no Minecraft and no doing. I don't know what else you guys do. You will not craft. There's do no they, crafting. Do they do Minecrafting? My kids do. My kids do sometimes. Benny will. Sometimes he can convince his brothers to do it with him. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. to talk to Calvin about his Pokemans. His Pokemans? I love it. And his collection of Pokemans. Ah, gotta catch them all. Yeah. Yes. Like, he, he always knows when I'm being sarcastic because yeah. he always has, too. And he's very dry. His yes. humor is very dry. Mm-hmm. We it took is. him to Las Vegas for a weekend for the 4th of July. We surprised him and drove to the airport. Fun. And we were like, whoa, Just what now. are we doing? No. And dropped him off. And he was yeah, like, we were like, go to Vegas and make your new life. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's hot, so if you have to sleep outside, it's okay. Um, No, we went, and we spent a weekend there, and we were walking. You know, you have to walk through the casino floor Mm -hmm. to get hotel room Mm -hmm. and uh they were surprised to see people smoking indoors because that's since they've been alive that is not a thing that happens in washington we're old old, we remember it i (laughs) I remember sitting and just smoking cigarette after cigarette at denny's Uh, yes i remember that yeah right my dad's smoking the car with us yeah okay sure why not we were walking through the casino floor and i was saying come on calvin and he goes it's cigarettes and bad decisions in here. <laughs> like, yes it does, and yes it is. Oh, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. A life. So I guess we've just uh, explained to everyone um, how to parent. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You won't make any of the same mistakes we have. Nope. Do you have any last advice for someone who's contemplating the idea of producing humans? You know, you're asking the wrong person. Or parent, like Simon and Raquel, oh, yeah. and Wyatt this and is, Tina. This is what I always tell new parents, is that, especially because it can be, you know, it's told they only want you this badly for such a short time so even though it's hard in that moment think oh, how am i going to get through this or i just want you to go to sleep all this like when you've gotten up for the 14th yeah time or like when they won't stop screaming i can't change one more blowout i swear to god <laughs> um and how did it get up to their neck for the love oh, of yeah. god how did oh, it get to their one. neck oh if you guys don't know about that just pull the onesies down around their shoulders which to no one told me that no one told you that no don't take off the snaps oh, and gosh. pull all oh, yeah. around oh, their hands. It was, I've I was, cut onesies off of babies. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Oh, you. But you just have to remember, like, that's why they only want you that bad for such a short time. Like, as cheesy as it is, like, you you only have 18 summers with your kids. Aww. And so I think you have to make, and that's what we always so talked about. You can make more money, hopefully. I don't theory. know. Nowadays, you might have 28 well, summers that's true. with your kids. That's true. Uh-oh. But, like, this year, everything I think maybe I'm, I'm more nostalgic this year because I mean, Jacob, like I said, he's going to be 18, and in theory, he could leave and do whatever he wanted. Aww. Good luck in this economy. Yeah. But he, but he could. And so, like, everything is the last time where I can force you to be a part of this family. The right. last summer vacation, the last time I can make you take a picture with Santa. All of these last... And I've had my kids in my house for five years together by the time he leaves. Like, that's not a very long time. 
And so I think that it's important to remember in the grand scheme of hopefully knock on wood, we'll all live to be 75, 80 years old. I mean, open. That, Not me. that 18 years is so small, you know, Corinne's know. going out at 70 because no. she heard 70. Yeah, it's all balls. downhill from there. I think that you could make it to like 76. Yeah, probably. Um, I could, I but I won't. I don't know if she wants to. <laughs> I don't care to, ma'am, and I said good day. <laughs> no, I love them all equally. Good. Good on, answer. On the record. Good answer. On the record. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the whole, it's all those cheese. After you have your one kid, like, can I love this kid as much as I love the next kid? Like, it's a genuine fear sometimes. Like, can I really love you so much? And yeah, like, your heart really just does. I think you said something about it, like, in the one about loss, about, like, mm-hmm. yeah. your heart just grows. And right. I think it's the same kind of thought can apply to kids. Like, your heart just grows with them. Yeah, I always Mine's hear Mine's just that enlarged and enlarged. <laughs> it's, it's like a tumor. <laughs> just I always hear that with children, that once you have more than one, your mm-hmm. heart just grows and you can, you have the capacity to love yes. all of them equally. So I was just using that example yes. to show loss. Well, it's not so much, that's my big advice, is it's not so much about having a favorite or not having a favorite, but that you have favorite parts of each kid. Mm-hmm. Yes. There are things about Calvin I love so much, mm-hmm. and there are things about Julian that are different things mm-hmm. that I love so much. So one may be my favorite in one sense, and the oh, other is my favorite in the other sense. Very true. Okay. Yes. Like and you it. find that you're going to find them more relatable at certain times than others. Like, there's going to be time. Like, again, you're going to love all your children, no matter but there definitely are times where it's like, I'm struggling to like you at this phase of life. Like, I'm like I'm struggling to connect with you. Yeah. I'm struggling to find a common balance with you. So this is the time where I need your dad to come in. And maybe this is the time where you guys can connect and right. you guys can figure this out. We see can come you back again. Yeah. I mean, it's just for whatever reason, there's certain times in personality and maturing and hormones and all that that you're just not. But I'd still throw myself in front of a bus for them. I mean, or maybe because of them. Someday. Oh, you know what? Don't worry about what or I'm going to do. <laughs> run your husband over with them. Wish I had a bus. That'd be my dream car. I have a mm-hmm. bus. Like the Partridge family bus? Like a mini bus. Was that a mini bus? Not a full size bus. Oh. Like a you mini want bus. like the short bus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. can buy those. Yeah, you could buy one. I could yeah. get, I, get a full size that. and make it into a camper, like a wicked camper. I could bring all our friends with us. We could all just have fun, just bus it. Yes. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yes, but yeah. Do. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess now we all know how to parent. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. let's go get some babies. Uh, no, no, those days I'm done. No oh. stealing babies. I burned it all. No. It's okay. done. Well, maybe we could pay. Yeah. And smell babies. Join our Patreon, and for $5 a month, we'll watch your kids. <laughs> <laughs> At so Mary Ann's. Babies <laughs> sitting them now? Yeah. Babies are just pouring out of her. Great. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. It's everywhere. Weston's going to put that fence in soon. You yes. Just, you'll corral them. Oh, yeah. Corral those Keep babies. The babies mm-hmm. in the fence. Just running wild that babies. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, Knock form, it into each other. Form little baby gangs. Oh, God. Yeah. Little bandanas. Oh, little... no white t-shirts yeah. mm-hmm. the diapers against the swim trunks <laughs> did you read about that daycare that was pit fighting the yes. children yes. yeah oh my god and that's my dream it's just funny to think and about but actually note, in reality not funny and on that note we're done all right oh well, my gosh. should we try a... you don't have to do it you want to do it um okay here okay go. go ahead yeah oh my god. have kids or don't or do or don't. <laughs> all right, that works. Oh, okay. Do whatever you want. Have all the babies. Yeah. Or none. Yeah.
you do what's right for you, and then if you have them, I'm gonna smell them, and if or, you don't, then you I'll know, just be sad I don't get to smell or them. Or adopt, or whatever. Or whatever. Adopt. Is that right? right. Yeah. yeah. Have a day. You wanna say have a day? Have a day. Aww. Aww. We're so cheap, so cheap. So cheap for therapy. We're cheap. We're cheap, cheap. We're so cheap, so cheap Won't pay for therapy I say we're cheap We're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap We do our own damn therapy We're cheap we're cheap, cheap We're so cheap, so cheap Come get your therapy for free Did you ever stop to think you had what it takes to take those visions and images you've been thinking of day in and day out and finally put them to paper, finally release them into the world? Well, friend, stop and look no further because the tools and resources you need are available. Join Kenise Marshall and Tiffany Thompson on Writerish, a weekly podcast where we discuss the ins and outs of writing for aspiring writers. This is Kareen and Marianne, and we want to take a moment to tell you how much we appreciate your contribution on Patreon. It's with your support that we can give you our classic banter, our dick talk, our pseudo advice, and other hilarious anecdotes. So if you'd like to help support our podcast and get exclusive content, go to patreon.com slash too cheap for therapy and give us a dollar or two. Yeah, we do. We assign chores. We we do more of a actual strategized chore assignment as opposed to just, hey, this needs cleaning. You do mm-hmm. it. So, you know, the one, our younger one will do like feed all the animals, okay. water all the animals, clean up the dog poop. Mm-hmm. Age appropriate. Um, yeah, we try to keep it age appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I mean, and poop is fun at every age. It is, really. Um, yeah. And Calvin does the dishes. He unloads and reloads the dishwasher once a day. Mm-hmm. If we have like yesterday, we had a big dinner, so I dirtied up all the dishes. I do not make him do all those. Ironically, mm-hmm. he does the dishes, but he eats the least amount of food. So yeah. I don't want him to feel like everybody used every plate and I had an orange and I'm going to stand here for four <laughs> hours and clean these dishes. That's very, so, that's, a, that's a good, yeah. Yeah. That makes so sense. what ends up happening is I do almost everything. Um, I try and split it up. <laughs> yeah. I try and split it no, up to where true. like, okay, the laundry needs to be done. Everybody mm-hmm. get all your dirty laundry, mm-hmm. bring it down oh, to the laundry room. So everyone help you so you I'll, can do everything. Exactly. Yeah. I'll run yeah. it through the machines yeah. and then lot. I fold it because they're not going to fold it. And I put it in their clean yeah. baskets and then they take it back up to their rooms yeah. and supposedly to put, it away. put it away. Right. Just but it just it in whatever there. drawer is the most Oh my God. Oh, it'll leave it in the basket. If, yeah. No, that's, that's even worse because I'll say, I need your baskets. I'm folding clothes. And then they, I say, put away your clothes and they bring down the clean baskets. And then I go up there and it's like, 
like underwear. I mean, they yeah. have labels on their drawers, right? This one's for mm-hmm. long sleeve shirts. This one's for short sleeve shirts. Yes. And it, each one has one pair of socks. But you pull it open and, and it has like jeans and like robe. a weird hoodie yeah. in it or something. Like, yeah. like a costume. Yes. Like, no, this is not where <laughs> T-Rex goes. That's labeled over on the other side of yes. the room. Yeah. We have that too. Right? So that's a pisser. No, I, I think that like we've tried the chore chart and in theory, and, and they do have to do things like keep their own room picked up, et cetera, things like that. My expectation is that because you don't have a lot of set chores, because I don't put a lot on you, when I ask you to do something, I expect you to get up and do it. Yeah. So don't give me grief. Don't say anything. Don't don't tell me in a minute. Like, do not say that to me. And when I call you, don't say what? Like, come yeah. up and see what I need. So we've, yeah. we've done a lot of training with that. And, and overall, they're pretty good. There's the workers, and then there's, like, the manager. And, you know, we always have the one kid who's really good at, like, being, like, the manager who's like, I'm going to um, go get water for everybody else so everyone else is outside what? working. Uh-huh. I'm going to grab water. Like, those kind I'm of gonna things. I'm going to supervise the entire operation. Yeah, there's the supervisor is really good. I got a couple of good supervisors. I mean, and Weston's really good, too, and I'm sure Michael is, too, about helping. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if I, tell, if I tell them to do, like, tell them to help. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, you did all the laundry, honey, but what you don't understand that's not helpful to me is when I have 12 loads of clean laundry just piled on my bedroom floor. Like, right. that's actually not helpful right. to me. Yeah, my husband is very helpful, but I'm not so great about delegating tasks. Oh. True. I have a hard time with that. And also because he, I work part-time, he works full-time. Mm-hmm. I know he works very hard. He's very good at his job. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of him. We're proud was, of you, Michael. Proud nice. of Michael. Well done, yes, Michael. my baby. Full some laundry, um, though. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it. I mean, he's really, he comes home and he falls asleep on the couch on occasion, and I try to cut him some slack because yeah. mm-hmm. he's tired. Yeah. See, the and funny, I drink. The funny thing is, I drink. <laughs> as well you should. Yes. Uh, the funny thing is, is I swear to God. So my my husband, like you guys know, my husband's a stay at home dad right now. Ever mm-hmm. since we moved to Washington, so like five years now. Initially, that was not part of the plan. But then we had, like I told you, we couldn't stop these babies, so we had a surprise they baby. Just kept popping here. out. Woo, mom! Where did this come from? You know what? Yeah, it it came know. from the one too many bottles of wine. Oh, That's wine. where it came from. Wine, baby. Um, trust me. No, <laughs> those are the worst words anybody can ever tell you. Don't you're trust having anybody. A, you're having a wine baby. <laughs> wine babies. So now, like that, he's staying at home. I find that he's less helpful, which is weird because, like, when he works all day, I mean, 10-hour days constantly, yeah, in, like, a physical job like Michael, he would come home, and my husband's a cook. I don't cook, so he'd come home, and he'd cook, and he'd help with the kids, and he'd do diapers, and he'd all that stuff. And now I'm like, he'll send me a gosh damn text message at, like, 2.30 that says, feeling lazy today. I know for a fact you don't have any kids at home. Because Maximus is in preschool. So, yeah. like, you're probably laying on that gosh damn couch watching some World War II documentary telling me how you're feeling lazy today. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> well, I sort of, I mean, because your husband's stay at home. I'm half time stay mm-hmm. at home, less now that the kids are older. Because right. obviously there's nobody in diapers. Mm-hmm. There better not be not anybody yet. in diapers. <laughs> no. We'll get there again, but it's yeah. going to be another 50 or 60 years. And then it's going to be Michael, and that's going to be weird. Oh. Uh, you know what? I mean, I'm in it for the long haul. That's true. What are you going to do? Look at you. High yeah. five yourself. Yeah. You. Woo! Um, yeah, so... That's just a clap. It's a high five! Why do you have to be that way? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm trying to make myself feel good. All right. Um, yeah, so I feel like... I do have lazy days sometimes, sure. but I have mastered the art of when you pull up in the driveway, I can get like four hours worth of stuff done what? in like ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You just 
sweating, and you're oh, like, yeah. oh, I've got a little flour in your face. <laughs> I'm baking nothing. I, I move quickly. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, I light a candle that smells like chocolate chip cookies, yeah. and hey. then you walk in, and you're like, oh. This is doubtfire. There yeah. we go. Yeah. No, I really do do all that cooking and bullshit. Yeah, just, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have anyone to delegate. It's just Brian, the dogs, and I. But Do you, do you delegate to dogs? Abby, put away the dishes. <laughs> That's right. Luna, so lazy. Lazy. Yeah, so Pull your weight. Get to work. She but, texts you, feeling lazy, Mom. Bring home bones. <laughs> No, no, Luna. But I would get kind of mm, a little upset when Mm -mm. I would get home and things are not done. Mm -hmm. In my mind, and this happened with Adam too, like I would get home and I'm like, oh, all these things, you see them, I see them. I wouldn't say this. Right. That sounds really bitchy, but like, I see dirty dishes. Mm -hmm. I see laundry that needs to be done. I see Mm -hmm. Luna fur all over the carpet. I mean, if I were home, I would take care of it, but you were home. What's going on? So what did you do all day? Yes. It took me a long time to learn how to say that without sounding like that. What did you do all day? Now it's like, hey, how was your day? What'd you get into? (laughs) What'd you do? Hmm? Clearly nothing. (laughs) No. No. So we're better about talking about it. And now that I have told Brian that it's kind of a big deal to me. Like, I appreciate and enjoy coming home to a clean yes. house and food and things. And he's like, oh, I didn't think you gave a shit because I love doing that stuff. And now he's doing it. And oh, I'm, I'm good job, Brian. 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 Give yourself a clap. You're a winner. We'll give, we'll give ourselves Yay, high fives. Brian, we're giving ourselves high fives. Great. It's true. Yeah, it's true. It. It, it really, and I and I try to extend grace that I'm just like, it's hard being home all day every day. You do get bored. Like, yeah. he told me that he's like, I'm super bored sometimes because I get the opposite messages of like, hey, when are you going to be home? Like, I have nothing to do. Yeah. So I try to remember that. But but it does. When I've worked all day and I walk in the house and I'm like, those are the same gosh damn dishes from last night in my sink still. And it's 530. And then now there's more dishes piled on. And then I open and like the dishwasher's empty. I'm just like somebody emptied it. Woo! What's yeah. even happening? Yes. And then I have to start putting them away and doing all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, so everyone comes over and wants to help right. now. But like, why do I have to be nutty right. before you guys come over and help me? It doesn't bother me until I get home and everybody's eating like pizza rolls out of muffin tins. You know, there's like <laughs> literally no dishes. Oh. Everybody's naked eating toast over the sink. Like that's why all. Why are they have. naked? They don't because have clean there's no clean <laughs> Well, at least there's all boys. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's that. true. Yeah. Everybody just has one sock on their wiener, and they're standing around like a Oh, tribe. like red hot chili peppers. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Playing the bass. Corinne and I went on vacation once with my mother-in-law and her sister-in-law. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Tia Raquel. Girls Weekend. Girls Weekend. Palm Springs. This was a few years ago. Fun. It was And fun. I was like, do you think, you know, your house will be okay when you're gone? And Corinne's like, yeah, it'll be fine. And then... We get back to her house, dishes piled up to the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Everyone's naked. <laughs> Refrigerator's empty. Like <laughs> they built a fire over tinfoil. <laughs> they built a bridge and they lived under it. Yeah, I mean, woolly mammoths in the backyard trekking. We what happened? And they've reverted to cavemen all of a yeah. sudden. Yeah, fast food boxes everywhere. But they were fine. They were they were they were happy. Well. They were warm and happy. They were sleeping in one big pile, <laughs> keeping each other warm. Oh my god. <laughs> no, actually, my husband husband is a very good house manager when yeah. I'm gone. Um, the problem we have is with the dogs. They're such babies. And oh. I'll say, how are the kids? And he's like, oh, they're great. They're doing their thing. And then I'll say, how are the dogs? And he goes, they're sitting, staring at the door you walked out of, and they haven't moved <laughs> except to go to the bathroom and eat in the last four days. I'm like, oh that's my, my baby. So, 
the iPad. You okay? Well, it's just like I have with like some of my younger, like some of my kids, certain children mm-hmm. who cannot who shall them. not be named. <laughs> Benson, if I was a kangaroo, he'd still be in my pouch. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that you have a Joey. Yes, and so he'll FaceTime me all what? day long. You're at work. We have an. Oh yes, all day, all day, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't, Benson, I can't do this right now. You have a dad. I can see him in the background. Why are you bothering me? But anytime, it's like I go anywhere or do anything. And Weston is very capable like yeah. that. Like, he's the one who cooks. He can pick up. He can delegate. Like, as long as I leave a schedule of all. Because that's when things get crazy is our kids are in sports and activities. Yeah. And so yeah. when it's like, ah, everyone's got something going on, that he kind of gets a little bit worked up. He's like, why do you sign these kids up for all this shit? And then you're working. Mm-hmm. Like, to keep yeah. them busy. Sorry. Yeah. But then I have kids who are just like, calling me non-stop where it's like I want to be a good mom and to be a good mom you got to leave me alone right. a little bit if I don't have which took me a long time to realize of like because when they're little like you want to be I want to be super mom and I'm going to do everything and then it's like you need mom time it's okay to actually go do something no you need non-mom yeah. time you need time when you're not mom that's why I continue to work even when my kids were little mm-hmm. I would work a few hours in the evening and I'm lucky that my husband makes enough money that I don't have to mm-hmm. work but I continue to work because it makes me feel important in a different way yeah, yeah. like not just you know the wiper of barf spills and <laughs> the wiper of butts yeah exactly I mean there <laughs> yeah I've wiped several butts uh, yeah only several. True. only several so many butts <laughs> I don't know. There's a button in that house. I haven't wiped. <laughs> Think Dude. that one over. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Oh, my. I mean, do you guys... what do you do in your marriage is what you do in your hey, marriage. I'm not judging. Live What's your up? best life. We're not, we're not kink shaming here. 